just a minute and a half of suspense. Common is, is trying to decide live or, or kill, and, and the crowd's like, live, 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 and the, and the music is just blaring, just the, the, the brass. Ah, that moment where he's, you know, he just struggles. He doesn't want him to live. Like this guy threatens his leadership because he just has so much influence on the people. But he had no choice. Welcome to episode 19 of the 20 digit scene review podcast. I have myself, David, one of the co-hosts and Alex. Hello. So every week we each pick a scene that we'd like to review, talk about, provide some insights. And this being an odd episode, Alex, that's you. You get to go first. Go for it. All right. So this week, my pick is from Toy Story 3. 2010 uh, Disney Pixar film. I think most people are familiar with the whole Toy Story series of films. I've got uh, three different scenes and I've got the timestamps in the, the show notes. It's also available on a couple of YouTube clips, which uh, who's, the links for which we'll be including as well for your convenience. So this film uh, in the whole series, of course, Tim Allen is starring as Buzz Lightyear, doing the voice for that in English at any rate. The Spanish Buzz Lightyear in these scenes actually was voiced by Javier Fernandez Peña. So for context, earlier in the film, we have Buzz getting captured by some bad toys and his memory is lost and he was reprogrammed by them to be a henchman for the leader of the bad toys. And at the start of the first scene here, uh, which we have is the initial transformation um, from Buzz to his normal English speaking self to this kind of uh, Spanish mode, right? It's all multilingual. He's been I-18N, he's been internationalized. Okay. And, um, Let's see, the start of the first scene, the well-known group of protagonist toys. So um, we've got the dinosaur, we've got the, the, the pig and so on. And, and Bo Peep, I think, is all there. They're imprisoned. So some of them are, but some of them are not. So there's ha some group of them are imprisoned by these bad toys in, in, the, in the movie. And they had just broken free at the start of the scene, and they've subdued Buzz under a plastic bin. Okay, so that's the context and setup. Now, I picked these scenes because... I just really remember laughing out loud when I first saw Buzz's Spanish mode and he's like strutting around Jesse and being just <laughs> utterly ridiculous. And, and it's just interesting how they animated like these unusual movements and poses because this is in animation. It's not just your standard walking or running or flying or talking, just the, the way they, they're flicking his arms around and, and, and he's strutting about and, and is sometimes just defying gravity how he goes up and then down and stuff. It's just, it's just it was really, really amusing and entertaining for me. Um, so we've got that. And also, uh, okay, yeah, so I'm just a lay person, but in terms of um, animation and how these things are done, I believe there's this, this technical term called rigging or a rig. So the, in, in, in the computer, in the software that they use, they set up a sort of a skeleton or structure of of virtual uh, bones and muscles, right? And then the software kind of handles uh, the physics of it. But they set it up so that you can hook into whether it's the the, the joints or the, 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 the parts that move. So the fingers, the hand, the, the wrist, the elbows, and things like that. So that a human, the, the animator, can control with a, with a device, whether it's a dial or a slider or their mouse, um, with, with natural human motions. So 
they you might animate first the the wrist part over like a, a one second segment, and then you've got that down. You, you quote unquote save it, and then you might animate the elbow. Uh, and then you've done that for one second, and then you animate the shoulder, and so on. So you do all the joints for that one second thing, and all together it makes for uh, the complete animation of the character over that one or two second clip. So that's that's how that's done, um, and it gives that human touch, which would be different from like mathematically computing over these like from T zero to T one. <laughs> I'm going to position the 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 joint from here to there, and it it would just look unnatural. So with that in mind, um, the animators, I think, just did a really good job because, as I said, these are these are not uh, natural movements. They they must you know they've had to study the models of how they might want to uh, the character to look and act, and just the, the the ridiculous like arm flapping and and leg kicking and swinging and strutting and walking was really uh, entertaining. Now, on that this first strutting scene, I would uh, recommend it's worth rewatching. But instead of looking at Buzz, you actually focus on Jessie because the, they did a good job also ex animating her expression and the way uh, she's reacting, kind of her facial expressions, her body language, um, and how it's like, wait, what, what's going on? <laughs> Buzz, why are you doing this? So it's, just, it's also entertaining just to look at her expressions. Okay, so switching over to um, the dance scene, uh, which is the third of the three that I picked, it, there's a... There's a duet in while the credits are rolling on the film with uh, Buzz and Jesse uh, doing a sort of a Spanish or Latin uh, dance of sorts. And that was really cool. Um, now, I know a little bit about dance. Um, not an expert, not, not really a, a full dancer, but I know a bit about it. And so there are some nice aspects, actually, to the animation of this dance scene from a dancing perspective. Just uh, the, the extension of arms and legs. Like you could tell that the the animators who who did this and uh, I guess the, the animation team altogether they had done some studying about about just dancing in general or the particular kind of Spanish dances that they wanted to do because it looked quite authentic. Like wh when you're dancing, it's not just you know you just don't just stick out your arm, but the way that you you fully extend uh, the joints of of your shoulder, your elbow, your wrist, your fingers, and stuff. So you can see that in there as well. Um, and in, in ballet, there's a term called porte de bras, which is a, the carriage of the arms and how you how you position yourself. And the and the animation that we see in this dance, there's nice full round arm positions. They're not just kind of there, but they look like there there's a, a nice firm structure in the upper body. Uh, what else is here? The formation of the hands and the fingers too. There's there's attention to detail in how that's done. It's not just a limp hand that they're they're flopping around in the in the dance scene. Um, even the balance of the characters, how how they remain upright and uh, obviously in animation, and there's no real physics of stuff, so that they can they could put them in any poses that they want. But the way that they animated those and they paid attention to that detail, that okay, they're going to be upright when they need to be upright and only bent when they when they need to be and that that in terms of physics like fbd the free body diagram like they're they're properly balanced in terms of what's on the left or what's on the right or what's sticking out and on one side versus the other and that was good and the stepping uh there's smooth level movement of the upper body and the head in the dance arching of the back twisting of the torso and the combination in the choreography of the of snappy and smooth movement and, and the choreo was fairly complicated if you if just watch the whole thing like as partners uh, jesse and buzz they, they were perfectly synchronized and connected 
Because with a good duet, it's not just two good individual dancers kind of dancing well on their own at the same time. Uh, the duet partners, they, they should move together to create single shapes and single uh, movements of a single entity as if together. Um, and that was definitely there. Even, even the eye contact that they made the characters have as they were moving, the, the attention to that detail, uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, we have Jesse sliding, even a semi-lift and dip at the end. He like, swirls her, her around his waist and things. Now, I don't know much about, about ballroom Spanish dancing, but overall, all this, this commentary I've given, it just, just it seems makes it very believable and professional-looking. And one last note is at the very, very end of the dance, they, they break the fourth wall and actually look at the camera, the both of them, mm-hmm. which I think it's they probably you never call did it the in the entire wall. film. You call that the yeah. fourth wall. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a, oh, it's a, well, it's a common video game term. And I, um, that, yeah. It makes sense. Uh, so I, I get what you mean yeah. immediately when you say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Toy Story. Yeah. It's, it was the beginning of Pixar. Was it the first? I think it was. The company itself was founded, I think, 10 years beforehand. I believe, but it's Toy Story. This was their entrance to a new era. Like, and for many different reasons, this this movie has set the tone for animation, uh, story writing. Even like, it's brilliant from a story perspective. So imaginative. I actually believe I remember reading somewhere somehow the creators when they were brainstorming. The ideas for it, it was done over a brunch, at least four of them, I believe. Toy Story being one of them. Up, I think, is another, maybe Cars, Bugs Life. But they, they did it in one sitting. I mean, my, my facts may be wrong there, but the point is, is that uh, the amount of creative uh, output from that meeting, whether it was done there or thereafter as, as follow-ons, is just incredible. It, it set off a new generation of you know, kids as they grew up, uh, even us when we were a little bit older even, but it was phenomenal just watching that as a, from a cinematic point of view. And mm. it was, it, it just stuck out again as a nineties film for sure. So there's, I, I mean, this scene, I, I, I guess I'm talking about the movie and the franchise and this is not a movie franchise review, but I mean, this scene is just a part of that. Right. It just it, it, it it's part of, it's a subset of why this is just so amazing. There's so many different things. And the scene itself is 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 right there. So many things. So yeah, great. I like the scene pick, obviously the movie too. And what can I say? I, I think they even just recently released a Buzz Lightyear I don't even know what it is. Is it Origin Story sort of, but is it <laughs> it's it's lit it's lit the internet on fire the trailer it's phenomenal too i I encourage you to watch the trailer if you haven't okay yeah i haven't seen it yeah it's phenomenal uh and it's it's lit a fire under um a lot of people for many different reasons but anyway uh the scene itself again i I have to agree with you on many levels it's just dying. I was dying. I remember the first time I was laughing. It was just dying when I was watching that scene unfold. Yeah, yeah. It was just <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. Like it just, it was just the, yeah, <laughs> the ridiculousness <laughs> of it all. But it's just great, just great. So, yeah. What can I say? 
<laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Let's move then. So okay. your pick then. This oh, week. okay. Well, moving on to me here as I uh, look further uh, to my notes here just in front of me. A 2,000-year film, Gladiator. Uh, it, it actually needs very little introduction just because of uh, it's a Ridley Scott film. Uh, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, plays Maximus. Connie Nielsen plays Lucilla, who's the uh, older child of Marcus Aurelius, who also plays the mother figure in Wonder Woman, in the recent Wonder Womans. And the last character of interest here is uh, is Thomas Arena as Quintus, who is the general. So the scene I've picked is the infamous unveiling of Maximus Decimus Meridius in the arena after he and his compadres, or well, compadres being not, not the, him, his his, <laughs> uh, his fellow gladiators <laughs> were able to uh, defeat the. Uh, the other uh, folks on chariots and stuff. So, um, and at this point, Commodus, who's the uh, is the emperor, comes down to meet him because his fame and glory is well known. And at this point, Maximus is looking to kill him, but he can't because Lucius, who's the uh, the son, Lucilla is is also present. But the scene is is so famous for many different reasons. Everyone, it, you know, the movie leads up to it. It's a point of vengeance. He's looking for vengeance. And I think this was also the introduction of Hans Zimmer. If you didn't know him already from um, Lion King, The Rock, uh, which is not as well known as him being being one of the uh, people doing the scoring there uh, for a pretty underwhelming uh, film for the most part, but spectacular because of his sound soundtrack this his 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 piece and score throughout this scene is just incredible like the way the basses the bass uh you know cellos and basses go and then you know we have the brass coming in which is what he's famous for as he's announcing himself as <laughs> maximus decimus meridius <laughs> And not to be undone is Joaquin Phoenix. Like he is incredible in the scene. Uh, how dare you show your back to me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just. But what's beautiful about this scene is the minute and a half of just pure silence after Russell Crowe finishes, Maximus finishes his speech. And then it's just a flip between Commodus, uh, Lucilla, uh, everyone that's there, Lucius, uh, everyone. And mm-hmm. it's just incredible set of acting going on. It's just the eyes, the movements. It's just a minute and a half. That, yes, there was this, uh, you know, Quintus says something to gathered armies that's just about to kill him or whatever, but... It's just a minute and a half of suspense. And he's trying, and there he is, you know, Commodus is trying to decide, you know, where the, you know, live, live or, or kill. And, and the crowd's mm-hmm. like, live, live, live. And the, and the music is just blaring, just the, the, the brass going, like, it's just, ah, that moment where he's, you know, he just struggles to, to, to bring his thumb up to just, because he doesn't want to 
he doesn't want him to live. Like this guy threatens his leadership. And that's the reason he was put to death because uh, betrayed because he just has so much influence on the people, but he had no choice. And it's just the way Joaquin does it. Like the way he just kind of, and, and, you know, it's even after he has the thumb up, he's, it's what five to 10 seconds of him just, and then he walks away, right? And then the movie, mm-hmm. and then the music just blares in the back. Just, and it just does it in the audience. You're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's Take just, it. yeah, it's just, it's just all that angst of just, you know, the vengeance, the, the betrayal. and But the best part of the scene is that split second after Commodus walks away and Maximus does this little chest pump to Quintus. Mm-hmm. Oh, just brilliant. <laughs> Absolute. Pro- did, you, did you catch that when he did that little thing to him? It's like a little bit of a salute. Cause I mean, he's, he's a general and I guess he's the commander now, but he reported to him more, I guess, uh-huh. you know, and, and instead he just, and betrayed him, betrayed uh, Maximus. But there he is just like, Oh, I'm here, <laughs> but I still have respect. You know, it's just—I don't know. It was just—it was just gesture, but it was. Yeah, I, I kind of missed that detail, but okay. Yeah, yeah, watch it, watch it again. You'll you'll know what nice. I mean. It's very quick. It's very quick. It's very easy to miss, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, your thoughts. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I liked. I noticed. How, well, it's hard not to notice, but the the the, the cinematography how multiple times the focusing mm-hmm. on the arrowhead getting picked up out of the uh, yeah. the sand right yeah. it, that it's, it's early in but it it served so well to just inject tension and anticipation mm-hmm. into the scene it's like it could have just been uh them turning around but no first with the arrowhead so now for the next several minutes of the scene you're wondering is the arrowhead going to come into play yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right as an audience watch, you know member and you're watching and as that was in there you know he's picking it up super fo- uh, close up on his hand and then you're seeing the scrapes and the blood on his fingers and knuckles i liked the the, the detail there by the mm. makeup team that was really good mm. um and then yeah as you mentioned the gumption to turn your back on the emperor <laughs> i mean it's no mystery who who he is or what his rank is and yet you know just i don't care <laughs> here i am i'm i'm just i just have that much testosterone and whatever it is <laughs> i'm just gonna go do it um e- but even I just, though it's amazing yeah. yeah so good i mean how <laughs> dare you show your back at me slave <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, the, the revelation of 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 maximus identity with with all the impact and power mm. of his former rank and position in society all the people supporting him uh, during the you know the thumb is sideways and they're saying live 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 and you know uh, surely a factor in the emperor's decision because as you mentioned he's it, it, personally he wants one thing and yet he needs to think about the the political situation of you know as emperor you you do want the, the support of the people in order to to mm-hmm. rule well uh, unless mm-hmm. you want to turn it into a military dictatorship or something right and he, he surely has the power to say die uh, oh he yeah, does but, he does but he can't yeah. i mean he would he would probably yeah. have a riot on his hands and that's he didn't uh, want that yeah exactly he's right? sparking unrest right yeah and so to your point about the uh, the acting though um oh. 
the the turmoil on, that's shown on the emperor's face for these moments really good i like that you could see the the quivering of the lip and the the the, the shape of the eyes and how the intensity of the eyes we yeah, said it all yeah. along it's all about the eye acting right he is mm-hmm. just unreal <laughs> it unreal. was good and and Again, just echoing your sentiments, the the buildup of the drama of of the live or die pronouncement. The music is Christian oh. doing, and and then once it happens, you know, it, the music continues, and it would just overall the scene with the triumphic, triumphant, triumphant, right. and almost majestic feel of, you know, the camera circling around, looking at the the audience all celebrating what just happened, and. And one last note, he never did end up using the arrowhead. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I, I do want to, I don't want to understate even Connie Nielsen's uh, acting. I mean, she didn't, she was obviously not the focus there, but it, 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 the buildup of her scenes as brief as they were was spectacular. Like just the way she was sitting. I, I think, I think there's, there's some chemistry that may be an even former lover of Maximus in terms of the story. So there's chemistry there. So you know, it's for him to be alive is a massive thing for her. And how she got up from the chair, you know, with the way the, the scenes, you know, flip back and mm-hmm. forth between the faces, you see the moisture in her eyes. And it's not just even the moisture. It's just, it's the look of her eyes. You, you can feel it. You can sense it that there's, there's sort of that adoration for him and, relief even that he's alive all those types of things so there's just so many things to pull from this it's you know how many times i'm sure it's a mem on on many every possible internet combination when it comes to this scene <laughs> used uh famous for, for so many different reasons and and, uh-huh. and i had to pick it just had to like you, you cannot have a scene review podcast without this scene <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah on that uh, the point about the actress one thing I, that i noticed or i was uh, piqued my interest at any rate was um she seemed to have like a a, a small gem or mm-hmm. I, I, I might say diamond or something but it was a white gem of some sort um kind of there on her forehead uh or between the eyebrows let's say and that, it makes me think because i don't you know, not a super expert historian, but I don't recall anything about that aspect of Roman culture that that they would put beading like that on their thing. So I have to go look Knows. that up. It seemed interesting. Yeah. You know what's what's interesting actually it was Jennifer Lopez was uh, auditioned for the role. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, Connie won out, and I think, uh, not to discredit Jennifer, I I don't I. I I just loved Connie in the role so much that it would have been tough for me to see Jennifer okay, Lopez in yeah. that role. Yeah. But cool little side fact there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess okay. that's that. It's yeah. a, that's a wrap. And as always, it just seems like, you know, we just get enraptured by the, the scenes, which is <laughs> fun and it's funny because before this uh, this episode began, Alex, you and I were wondering if this would be a less passionate one. But this is great. I think it came out well. So yeah. that's yeah. fantastic. So thanks, everyone, for joining again, listening. Again, if there's any sort of recommendations, please just email us. We'd be happy to consider them. And I guess that's it. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Talk soon. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20 Digit Scene Review Podcast.